Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity and Fellowship. Uh, we're glad that you have joined with us this week, and today we are talking about the talk. So in every culture, there are certain, I mean, every every parent, I mean, the goal of parenting, and at least part of the goal, one of the goals of parenting, is to prepare your kids for experiences they're going to face, um, situations that they may find themselves in at one point. And um, within certain cultures, because you know, hey, this could happen or this could happen, um, certain cultures have to have different conversations than maybe other cultures would have. And uh, we, you know, we see that all the way uh, in all kinds of, of different examples. But today we want to focus on what has become known as the talk within kind of the African-American culture. And so, Kenny, to kind of begin this discussion, what in the world do I mean when I am referencing the talk? Well, when we um, talk about the talk, <laughs> what we are uh, talking about. Wow. <laughs> a lot of talks use, going use on. A lot, there's a lot of talk right. in that sentence, yes. We are uh, talking about the conversation that we have with, that, that black parents have to have with their kids in relation to how they are to interact with the police. Mm. Um, when they are pulled over for a traffic stop, when they are with the group of kids and, and the police um, has questions for um, that group of kids, um, we have to let them know uh, how to interact with, with the police and not just with the police, but just in many different um many different circumstances and different environments, whether that's um, at school, whether that's in the neighborhood, whether that's in the grocery store, mm. in, in all types of situations. But predominantly what we are seeing now with all the um, instances of police brutality or our interactions with police that have turned out negative mm-hmm. with death or shooting and, and things of that nature we're we're seeing it more focused in on how do you interact with the police. Okay. <clears throat> so, so let's go ahead. So so brother with that in mind um like what 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 does that look like? How did that look in your life as as a majority mm. culture member? Yes. Uh were there any conversations um like that in your life growing up or any that you anticipate um, moving forward with your kids? Well, yes. For me, no. And yeah. I, I think it's important to, to note that, right? As, right. as um, you know, a young man growing up and white majority, my parents were white, I was white, you know, siblings white, my sister's white. Uh, <laughs> so, like, but I don't ever have a, a memory of, okay, let's sit down and talk about how we're going to handle potential um, experiences of racism yeah, or that you could possibly have a uh, potential issue with um, 
the cops or anything. I mean, you know, I mean, I was taught to fear authority. I mean, I was taught to submit to authority in those types of things. But it was never like, it was never an idea of you, you need to at least be prepared. Right. For the fact that somebody could um, treat you unfair because of your race. Yeah. Like that was never really. And I, and I think what was different is that, you know, I was taught to expect justice from police. Like, right? I mean, right. police are the good guys. Uh-huh. And I don't I don't know that the talk is always necessarily meant to teach the opposite, but, but there is a difference. I mean, yes. there is a difference in how I was told and, and uh, encouraged to treat uh, a police officer or a person in authority, if, you, if that's a better way to view it. Um, right. And, and, and so it was very surprising to me. In fact... I didn't have any idea that any of this even existed. Yeah. Until Glenna and I were preparing for our first adoption. Uh, our oldest, Isaiah, is African American, and um, and so we were in the process. Um, for those of you who don't know, adoption takes a whole lot of work mm. and time and investment. And one of the things that they require to use, you have to have like several meetings with social workers. Yes. And in one of the meetings, they wanted to try to help us help prepare these white couples for what it's like to parent children of color. Yes. And and I remember sitting and talking to this social worker. She was biracial. She had a, I think she, like her dad, she had one parent that was black and one parent that was white. Yeah. And she had an older brother who, for in God's providence, he was very dark-skinned. Yes. Right? He was very, she was not as dark-skinned. Right. And so she said for her, I she actually, a lot of the situations that he ended up facing she never faced, but she specifically talked about him being pulled over frequently for no reason. Yeah, uh, you know him when, when he, once he got pulled over. I mean, it was kind of a harass, almost a harassment. You know, yeah. I mean, kind of an issue like trying to goad him into saying something or doing something or whatever. I mean, it was right. And so she specifically remembers like her parents having to have conversations with him about how to. I mean, I I'll never forget. I'm sitting there thinking, what in the world? Yeah. Like, I can't believe that this has to that that these that these conversations have to happen. You know, I mean, right. it, just, it just really exposed my ignorance. I mean, exposed yes. me as I am completely unaware of of that type of thing needing to happen. You yes, know? Uh, and that was really the first time I began to kind of think, okay, the the talk is real, right? These are you know, th- th- this is this is I, I didn't have that language back then. I would have known. I wouldn't have called it the talk, but <laughs> but these are things that I'm going to have to if I'm going to have children of color. I'm going to have to think through how to prepare my right uh, my my children for this. So so what about you, Kenny? What was what was kind of what was your personal experience with the talk? I would say my mom, um, kind of in in conjunction with telling about her experiences growing up, she she kind of prepared us for what we would face in in different situations. Mm. So she would she would talk to us about when the schools were integrated my mom is only in her 60s so like i, I think we need to really Shout recognize to right Shout we out need, to we need to recognize that this is not that long ago yes. we can we can look at date dates and and think that things were long ago but when the schools were integrated she talked about how you know how the, how the teachers treated the black kids differently mm. than the white kids right and now, and now she just for just for context she grew up in mississippi mississippi yeah right? she grew so up in mississippi yeah. so so you're dealing with the south a, a lot of racism going on there so she talked mm-hmm. about how how the you know the white 
teachers, authority figures, treated mm-hmm. the black kids differently. And she, you know, mm-hmm. let us know to to be on the lookout for that. And she always had our back when it came to those authority mm-hmm. figures saying things about us. Like mm-hmm. like even probably to a fault. Like yeah, if we right. were if we were doing something wrong, we could almost play the race card and yes. she was going to have right. our, our back because she that's what she experienced mm-hmm. as she was growing up. She let us know uh, about how to deal with the police and making sure that we wouldn't be in certain neighborhoods because mm. those the people in the in the majority culture, the white neighborhoods would would view us as a threat mm. right. and they may call the police on us. She talked to us about um, how they act in the stores like you may get followed in the stores. Right. And she talked about how, mm. you know, how she like even we were in the store with us and like somebody asked her for a receipt as she was walking out, but they didn't ask mm. the the white person who was <laughs> right, walking out yeah, for their receipt, right. Man, like Kenny. she would, she was going to let them know what yep. they're doing. And, and as you're a kid watching her interact with people like that, you, mm. you start to form this picture that because of my skin color, I'm going to be treated differently yes. than um, a white person. Mm. Um, as far as my own kids are concerned, I yep. would say that that conversation is is more of as they see things happening in the world mm. you're you're continually doing like a, a tune-up like you're continually yep. reminding them that hey this is um this is a situation that you may have to face mm-hmm. like you have those conversations with them um but you, you're constantly going back and doing those those tune-ups mm. uh with, with kenny my son kenny um, right. he he likes to dress in black Yes. And so he does like at nighttime is like I've thought about it. But Kenny <laughs> right. wears a lot of black. He wears a lot of black. Yes, That's, he does. That is his color. Right. And so um, at nighttime is like, hey, you, you know, you can't walk around in all mm. black in, in mm. certain even in our neighborhood. It's like, right. you know, yeah. you can't walk around um, in all black because people may think you're doing something suspicious right. and mm-hmm. then you have to deal with the police and, right. and you're going to have different, I mean, things are going to be different uh, for you in those situations. Even with Kennedy, it's like sometimes like Kennedy doesn't really talk in black, white terms. She, she says yes. Brown and peach. <laughs> like she, she yeah. goes to literal colors of, yeah. of people's skin, but she, sometimes she's in, in situations to where um, like a white kid may be, treating her badly and so we have to kind of try to decipher why is this kid treating her badly does she treat all brown skinned people that way or does she treat everybody is she just a jerk (laughs) or is she a racist right equal opportunity offender right yeah Yeah. so we have to you know try to navigate those conversations even with her you know being 11 years old even before she was 11 try to try to navigate those conversations with her um letting her know that Hey, you know, because of the color of your skin, you may be treated differently. Yes. Um, I, I just remember, um, like my mom always, you know, saying saying those things, like be careful in these situations, and 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 let us know that hey, you know, just because you know they're being nice to you now doesn't mean that all of them will be nice to you. So you always had this, right. like in the back of your mind that. Uh, things could turn south on you pretty quickly, whether you're dealing yes. with the police 
um, what, what we, if you got into the justice system mm-hmm. like that, your yes. your penalty wasn't going to be the same as as a white person's penalty. Right. And so there were so many different aspects. It just wasn't, you know, just one aspect of talking about how to deal with police, but just so many different things to where you're you're mm-hmm. always having the back of your mind. Am I going to be treated differently because of the color of my skin based on where I am at that time? And it could be, yeah. I mean, that can be very tiresome <laughs> like yeah. as, as a kid or, or very worrisome as a parent when you're, yeah, yeah. When you're talking sure. to your kids about these different experiences. So, so brother, what would yeah. you say would be like, um, you're, you're getting ready to have this conversation um, with your kids, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so so what what would you say would be kind of the Christian right. r- Christian approach to to having the talk? Sure. I, I mean I think, you know, one one is, you know, recognizing uh the depravity of man. Yeah. You, you gotta talk with your kids about sin. Yeah. And and you gotta you gotta help your kids understand that people are gonna sin against you. Right. Whether it's a, a cop being unjust in a in a situation whether it's like you're talking about with Kennedy, somebody just being mean, you know, right. whatever. And I, I think with kids of color, you have to specifically talk with them about people are going to be mean to you or could be unjust to you because of they could sin against you in particular because of your skin color. Like yeah, that could be that could be a reality. And so I, I think having a right view of depravity. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I don't right. know that I would use that term with my with my 12 year old, but, but, but just talking about sin, like people yeah. are going to sin against you. And this is one of the ways in which, which, in which that could happen. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the things, um, that I, that I would say, you know, something else that I would emphasize and you and I kind of talked about this is that I would try to emphasize that just because a cop yeah, mistreats you or is unjust towards you, that doesn't mean that all cops are racist right. jerks, right? I yeah. Mean, that, that's that's unfair. Yeah. Um. Now, that's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean that that is a yes. hard, like it's hard to know how to how to kind of walk that line about how are you going to, you know, how are you going to um how are you going to act in those situations and um, but I mean you know again I mean I'm going to point point Isaiah to scripture like in the the scriptures are not negative towards authority. Uh, right. We, we are to submit to authority. Yes. Sometimes, I mean, the, the Christians, the early Christians were being told to submit to horrible authorities. Yes. I mean, people that wanted to kill Christians. Right. So, so I mean, there's some terrible, you know, terrible things that doesn't, just because somebody's being completely unjust doesn't necessarily mean that we have the right to, you know, if, if a cop pulls us over because we were, you know, doing something, we don't think we were doing anything wrong. That doesn't give us the right to, right? You, you know, so I think I would walk through some of those types of issues: the importance of submitting to authority. That you know, uh, this kind of American idea that we hate the man and we're we're everybody's against the man. I, I think that un- unfortunately spills over into Christianity sometimes. And, yeah, and it's like we're rebels. You know, we're right. Uh, you know, it's like nah. <laughs> Like, like as as much as we can, as much as as much as we possibly can, we want to submit to authority, right? And, yes. Uh, do what the authorities call us to do, and so I, I want to teach those principles to, to Isaiah, because I I don't want I want to be careful with Isaiah having the mentality, or Ian in the future having the mentality of, well, I should feel sorry for myself, or I'm a victim yes. of my color, or I'm a victim right. because I'm you know for Ian I'm biracial. Uh, and so I, I want to be careful in 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 how how I handle that. You yeah. Know? 
What would you add, or what would uh, agree, disagree? Thoughts on that? Yeah, I would just add add a few things. Uh, I would say first of all, you should. I, I strongly believe that parents should be having this conversation, and I would just base it upon Jesus's model. Like in in Matthew ten, Jesus warns. He he has a talk with his followers. He right. says, "Hey, people are going to hate you because of me. They're right. going to." Try to kill you, you. you. They're going to persecute yeah. you. They're going to do all these things to you. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. Right. He let them know that be- because of their identification with him, that there, were gonna, there was going to be trouble in the world. Mm-hmm. He didn't just let them go out and, yeah. and, experience, and experience it unprepared. And I think it's, I think we, we would be failing as um, parents if we didn't have those conversations, right. knowing the way that our world is, that, it, right. that because of your identity um, because of your skin color like mm. you may be discriminated against so first of all I would say you you should have those conversations even if those conversations are awkward another thing I would add um, I, I just remember when those conversations would be in were being had with me that there was a a, a part of me that felt less than like somebody's going mm. to treat me badly mm. because of the color of my skin. Well, That's there good. must be yeah. something wrong with the color of my skin. Yeah. So I think the the, mm. the Christian approach should be um, make sure that we emphasize the image of God in all humans. Mm. Make sure that we're emphasizing um, that brown skin, white skin, whatever color skin it is that that God has made it that way um, for a purpose, and it's beautiful. That is not a less than, that it mm. really is, like you were saying, the depravity, the sinfulness of man, that it, that is the reason why we are having these conversations, not because God has said mm. that there's something wrong with this color skin, right. but that for some reason, because of their their sinfulness and their depravity, man has said that there is something wrong with um, that color skin, and we're going to treat you differently based upon the color of your skin. Hmm. Um, I would say, you know, if you if you're in a situation like you're in, if you're uh, yes. yeah. if you're a, a, a white person and you have adopted out of out of your race, out of your ethnicity, I would say that there would be some, you know, there's it's definitely going to be an awkward conversation, right? right? Yeah. It's going to be a because you you really don't have the experience, and I would mm-hmm. say not. Not all black people necessarily have the experience right, of being right. discriminated against, but I, th- I still think it's important for that conversation to be had. And and many times you just have to, I mean, I would say just do it. You yeah, know, that's right. It is something that um, there are so many resources on on how to do it. So many examples, um, as we're going to give one mm-hmm. uh, um, for, as our resource. There's so many examples on 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 how to do it and, and do it in a way that is, um, you know, that is graceful. Yeah. That, that that is uh, more godly than to to try to make all police and all majority culture or all authority figures out to be evil. Yeah, there, there's just there's ways in which to do it, and I would say there is definitely is something that needs to be done. Mm. Um, you, you just have to do it. I would say the timing of when to do it, like it, when when you when you see um, your kids being exposed to to things like um let's say they're watching you're watching the news with your family and the george floyd incident pops up like that's a good time to to piggyback off of them being exposed to that even though it may be kind of traumatizing for them right but that's a good time to piggyback off that and to have that conversation with your kids 
I would also say if you're at the point to where your kid is able to leave without you, mm. is able to go places yeah, that right. you're not mm-hmm. um, going to be there with them, mm-hmm. you should be having that conversation yeah, with right. them because they're going to experience things that you're not going to be able to protect them from. And it, it, even in like with my mom, when she was when anytime she faced a situation where we were present, as I was talking about her right. leaving the store, with the, store and, yeah. with the re- receipts and things, when, when you've just in the normal rhythm of life, um, it's important that you have those discussions um, with your children. Right. If, if you see them being dis- or yourself being discriminated against and you see them being discriminated against, it's important to have even those those conversations as you go, you yeah. know, as, as you go through life. Yeah, it's mo- you know, sorry, I interrupted you there. Oh, you good. I, I mean, I think it's... It- we're, we're, we're framing it. We're, we're kind of using the culture's language when we're talking about the talk, like you. But but we want to be careful and say this is not one of those things where like you have one talk and then you're right. done. Right? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> right. Uh, you know, kind of like we've done with birds and the bees. Right? right. You have one talk about sex and then you just you never have to talk about that. Yeah. No, probably a better, more effective way of parenting is to regularly. Right. You know, when when those when those situations. Um, for whatever reasons, in God's providence, right? When something yeah. happens or a co- part of a conversation or you're watching a television show right. or, or whatever it is, right? Uh, reading the Bible together, studying. I mean, you want to be able to talk about right. these these types of, of issues. Now, I think, so like, for example, we're we're doing a Advent at our house last night. <laughs> I don't even know why. Our Advent sometimes is a serious train wreck. But <laughs> we're, we're doing Advent last night, and we're we're talking about you know something that some promise or something that that Isaiah would be thankful for and um you know he was talking about his family and how it's a family of color and many colors yes and like Ian immediately said I'm biracial <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not even sure where he got that but like like though we've tried to have those types of conversations yes. so that the boys can recognize those things and it goes and it goes back to what you know you said a moment ago so that they know that God God they're not devalued because right. of that. They're yes. actually they're they're valued, right? Right. We, we we love our family. We love the way our family looks. We yeah. love the diversity in our family. Right? right. It doesn't mean we hate all white families or hate all black. I mean, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it's not it's not that, but we're we're thankful for it. It's something we can value. So I I think just looking for you know those little opportunity. I mean, it it really is more of a the discipleship model. Right. I mean, Jesus is walking down the street. And, you know, he's healing people. He's doing all these different things. And he's taking his time to teach and explain to the disciples. And they're asking him questions. And Absolutely. I, mean, I, I think we have to be willing to do that with our kids. Amen. And, and I, you know, here's a little nudge to all you, all your parents out there, like, and especially the men. We're not good at that. We're not. I mean, we would much rather just watch the basketball game or um, whatever it is we do, go, go, <laughs> right. go hunting. I don't know, whatever it is yeah. we do, right? Yeah. We'd much rather do those things than have a hard conversation. Um, and sometimes we're, we're so busy with life, we don't think about, you know, having a conversation with our kids. But, um, you know, even getting into some regular habits like, you know, praying with your kids at night and doing those things. Like, like if something like that has happened during the day, you know, take five yeah. minutes. It don't have to be long. Take five minutes and have a conversation about, hey, what is this? And let's let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, my wife is very intentional on having us eat around the table every night. Yeah, and that's uh, good. and I know not every family can do that, and it's difficult. But that's one of the places that we have lots of talks, you know. And and we, I remember when the George Floyd thing was happening, we we had a conversation one night at the table about what's happened. Well, what is this? Why are people talking about it? Right. You know, that's types of things. That's and good. so I, I think, yeah, seeing it, 
seeing it as more of an ongoing conversation. Right. Maybe you could call it the ongoing conversation. That's a little bit right. But uh, it's not a very good title for the podcast. But is 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 probably a better way of thinking about it than just the talk. Yeah, I I like that. It really is. It really is a discipleship thing. It's really not just one conversation. It is a it is a constant, you know, reminder that hey, these things, like you, you may be proactive and have this conversation prior to your child going through anything. Right. And and that's good, but it's also important to be kind of reactive. As you see yeah, opportunities right. to underscore what you have already said, then yeah. you need to you need to take advantage of those opportunities to do that. Yeah. That's I mean, good. I would also say that, you know, there there are some families that are monolithic. There's just mm-hmm. one race. You know, yeah. they're all white, all majority culture, um all majority culture people. And I would say you you may not be able to have the the talk in the way that we're saying, you know, you may have to talk as, you know, respect authority and, and mm-hmm. all those things. And that is great. But um, you, you need to have the talk in the sense of, hey, if you see situations to where someone who is a minority is being discriminated against, maybe use that your privilege in yeah. that in that situation to help that person out. Yeah, that's and, good. and or even if you even if you are like, let's say you're with a friend, like a, a, a white white boys with a black boy, and they're they're with a friend, and you are actually benefiting in that moment, like the the black boy has been punished and you're not. Yeah. Like I think that's important to 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 use that privilege in that situation and be like, hey, why is he getting in trouble and I'm not? Yeah. Like maybe you're now going to get in trouble. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like even in that situation, that's right. but that's I difficult. think it's important yeah, but- for you. For that, in those situations, to um, to speak up yeah. and and help people um, be treated fairly, treated yeah, with equity, good. right? Hey, one thing I want to hit on before we we move, like I man, you sharing a while ago about just uh, the struggle and identity in that. Yeah, I think that's something that all of our listeners need to be aware of, but particularly our white listeners need to be aware of that. Yeah, that. Because that is a reality, mm-hmm. there are a lot, a lot of young black teenagers, black people learning how to be young women and learning how to be young men who are wrestling with those things, right. struggling with those things. Some of them poorly are, are lashing out, reacting in ways that we would all say are, are not good ways to react. But there right. is a, it is hard mm-hmm. to grow. I mean, what you said, it is hard to constantly be faced with the fact that people devalue you because right. of the way you look. Amen. I yeah. mean, that is a devastating reality mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And so I I think we need to be aware. We need to be able to sympathize with that. And and that's the kind of stuff to, to me, when I think about those types of things, that's the kind of stuff that makes me want to speak up. Right. If I see somebody devaluing Somebody because of the color of their skin. And really, that doesn't even have to be a skin color. Devaluing because they're short or tall, or yeah. because they can, they're good at sports or bad at sports. Or I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like we right. need to be people as Christians. We need to be people who say, whoa, 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 right? We're not, we're not, you know, if we, especially if we're majority, we have power in that. We have yeah. some authority. We need to use that power for good, you know, to serve others. So I, I think that's so important that we hear that. Yes. All right, Kenny. What is our diversity resource for? Uh, this particular conversation about the talk. 
All right. So the diversity resource for this episode is actually an episode of a TV show that's on Netflix. It's called Raising Dion. It's a superhero movie for all you you superhero friends. But yes. it, but it also I mean, it just has some good um, some good content in regards to uh, this particular episode has a, a scene in it where the mom the in, in this situation who's a who's a widow. Mm-hmm. is actually having conversation with her son um, about, you know, issues of race. She's having the talk yes. with her son. And it's a so, scene, yeah. So, I mean, it's a good series, but um, this, this particular episode um, in particular actually deals with the talk. And there are so many different other shows that deal with it, like Blackish and mm-hmm. and, and other, other TV shows and other news networks have done stuff. So yes. I would just say... Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't get a hold of that, just just do a Google search and you'll see many good examples of of how to have the talk. But there's also some bad examples. So make yeah, yeah. sure you take right. some of the advice that we've yeah, actually yeah. talked about in this episode. Yeah. Cool. Crazy question. All right. Got Crazy it. question for today. Are you, you ready for tone? this? Yes. yes. Oh, wait, wait. Yes. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Wait, that's important. That's important. It's that's important good. for the tone. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? I don't know why I'm encouraging him. I know. I'm really surprised. <laughs> right. I would have totally forgotten. Look, let's get it a couple times. All right. That sound means that it's time for our crazy oh, question. I almost missed it, Kenny. I'm so glad yes, right. that you were on top of that. So our crazy question for today is, what's the most awkward parental conversation that you've ever been a part of. Now, you could have been the kid or you could have been the parent. Right. Most awkward, but outside of birds and the bees, because that's kind of the obvious, you know, yes. weird, awkward thing. Uh, but but outside of that, <laughs> what would be your most awkward parental conversation? Oh, man. When I was a kid, man, I, I played so hard all the time. Yes. Like, I played hard all the time, which yes. means as a boy... Mm-hmm. I was stinky. Oh. I was stinky, or as my mom would say, musty. Musty. musty That's right? a good word. That's and a good so, word. Yes. So, so my mom I know, would I'm, always. I understand that word. Yes. My mom would always have to remind me about, hey, make sure you wash under your arms. Make sure you <laughs> make sure yes. you use deodorant. Uh, make sure yes. you know you you check yourself every once in a while. Make sure you know, you're not walking around musty. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm currently experiencing some mustiness <laughs> in my household. So it's not you, you, is it? Well, no. maybe <laughs> right. I, probably some, but yes, my oh man. So if you want to come over and help, have have that talk, man. With, uh, right, you got to know yourself, man. You got to know, man. We we're having that talk like that's right. a daily talk that's happening uh, in our yeah. house because yeah, you got to um, you got to know how to navigate your day. Like if you're what? in school, you can't be playing basketball at lunch because I mean, what is it with teenage musty? boys? I mean, For it's real. like they're completely not aware of how they, they smell. Are not but they're completely unaware. They are not aware yeah. at all. So okay. yeah, mom yeah. had to. That's good. Had yeah. to wrap me out a few times uh, about being musty. <sighs> yes, that's good. That's a good one. So I, um, for me, I, I think my most awkward one, and this one wasn't awkward as much as it just was. I, I wasn't ready for it. I remember having a conversation with my dad about getting in a fight at school. Uh huh. And 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 he said to me, I'll never forget. He said, Hey, look, if you get into a fight, win it. 
Yes. And I was like, whoa, is this like, is my dad encouraging me to fight? And he's like, I'm not saying that you, you know, so he, he clarified. I'm not saying that I want you to get into fights. He's just saying once the fight has started, <laughs> you're going to get in trouble. Yes. So, cause I was kind of, a, I mean, I was a, I didn't get in trouble at school, right? I was right. a good kid. You know, I tried to obey and whatever, but, but his point was, is look, like if you get into a fight, be the better fighter, win the fight. You yes. Know? And um, I don't know if that's good advice. Like, I don't. That's probably <laughs> not. And his 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 argument was, you're um, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get you're going to get a paddling. Right. right? You're going to get a whipping. Yes. Or as we would say in uh, Tennessee, a whooping. Whooping. You're about to get a whooping. Yeah. So you might as well only get one whooping. Yes. No reason to get a whooping in the fight and then get a whooping from the teacher. Some wisdom in there, man. That's right. Put put a whooping right. on the other guy yeah. and then take your licks from the teacher. For real. And be done with it. So, right. Yeah. I just remember being a kid and just being so appalled. Right. That my dad was saying... <laughs> So just to my dad, I love you, dad. I don't think that was necessarily terrible advice. So yes, uh, I might qualify it a little bit differently today with, with Isaiah. But in fact, if I'm honest, I think I'm pretty sure I've passed that on to Isaiah. Like, look, right. If you're, if you're going to, if you get into a fight, you're going to get in trouble. So, yeah. you know, protect yourself. Right. Do, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do, man. You know, Handle so. your business. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> let the chips fall oh, where they may. Let it happen. Right. So. All right. Well, good stuff. Hopefully that, uh, man, we want to encourage our parents and, and parenting is difficult, man. Parenting is challenging. Yes. Um, but you know, that idea of just being prepared, learning how to prepare our kids, we, w- we want to do all that we can to do that faithfully. So, uh, thanks. That's it. That's all we have for today. So thanks so much for listening. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to the diversity and fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.